Okay, good morning, Stephen and Jack. Welcome back to the podcast, Stephen. Long time no speak. Well, we've spoken since last well, year, sir. That, that's true, <laughs> that's true. once or twice, but long time no see in podcast world. Totally. Absolutely. And I'm sorry, Miss Thursday Night's extravaganza. Oh, what happened on Thursday? Well, I do Jack, not know. What happened? Thursday, Stephen, you missed yourself. The team <gasps> were at the Legal Awards mm-hmm. in yeah. Glasgow. Booze. Check. The world famous legal awards, the yeah. very prestigious. We had kilts. Oh, fancy. We did. We had party bus from Dundee to Glasgow and back oh. with booze. Wine, beer, water for me. Ava tribute band. Karaoke on the bus. Dancing. I and even a, a cheeky little award. Oh, an award <laughs> now. <laughs> now award tell me too. more about that. Well, it was amazing, wasn't it? Couldn't, honestly, couldn't have scripted a better evening. <laughs> was it for Best Employment Law Podcast? I think so. Something like that. Something, something like that. The podcast actually did get mentioned by the judges, so we'll go with that. Fine. So, joint counts in, Stephen? As of course. An, as a tribute? A tribute. Legal award. To, on, to, this, this is called, okay. A one, two, a one, two, three, four. Take three, Steve, on you go. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Blackadder's Employment Team Podcast, where you have your very own employment lawyer in your pocket. This podcast is intended for managers and business owners and aims to keep you on the straight and narrow with your staff. Oh, you can just do the next bit, Stephen. On you go, Steve. Come on, then. Get my workhorse here. <laughs> this is our The Law Behind the Headlines Take Two season. We take a look at the stories making the headlines and ask, is this case for real? How did the employer get away with that? And what is the law behind the headlines? Cases in this season will have a particular focus on discrimination themes. Thank you, Stephen. Amazing work. Okay, so let's talk about this case today. We're talking about the case of Rooney against Leicester City Council. Is that right? That is correct, Simon. And check the show notes, you'll get the citation for the show notes and get the judgment in the show notes. So, in this case, Miss Rooney worked for Leicester City Council as a childcare social worker. Her employment ended. She resigned on the 20th of October 2019. Miss Rooney lodged a claim alleging that she suffered from the physical, mental and psychological effects of the menopause for two years. Um, effects of, of which included insomnia causing fatigue and tiredness, lightheadedness, confusion, stress, depression, anxiety, palpitations, memory loss, migraines and hot flushes. So quite a lot of of issues there. Indeed. Uh, These, quite understandably, had a negative impact on her life to the extent that she had struggled physically and mentally to cope. Her GP had prescribed hormone replacement therapy and Mr. was under care of a consultant at a specialist menopause clinic. Ms Rooney received a final written warning from work due to work-related absences. Ms Rooney appealed against this decision and she felt embarrassed and uncomfortable having four men, all male managers and colleagues, hearing her appeal. Are we doing any better having three male people comment on the case today? Good call, Stephen. Mm, Not great. Anyway, (laughs) Ms Rooney further stated that when she advised her male manager that she was suffering from hot flushes in the office, he had said that he also got hot in the office, dismissing the fact that this was a menopause symptom. Yikes. The Employment Tribunal judge held Ms Rooney did not suffer from disability in relation to menopause symptoms and her discrimination claim was dismissed. So... What does law say, Jack, about disability? 
Well, the law says, for the purposes of protection under the Equality Act, a person is disabled if, number one, they have a physical or a mental impairment, and number two, that impairment has a substantial and long-term adverse effect on the person's ability to carry out normal day-to-day tasks. Okay, so Miss Rooney appealed the judge's decision to dismiss her claim um, and it went to the Employment Appeal Tribunal. Is that right, Stephen? Yes, so the case law relating to the question of disability previously held that a tribunal, and this is the quote, must not carry out a balancing exercise between what a person can and cannot do when determining whether or not they have a disability. And that is a case of Ahmed v Metroline Travel Limited. And that was a decision of the Employment Appeal Tribunal in the UK. Citation, Stephen? Will be in the show notes, Simon. <laughs> okay. 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 You, you are show notes, Simon, so <laughs> okay. that's okay. your job. Okay. <laughs> the judge noted uh, when this case first called that Ms Rooney was able to carry out some day-to-day activities because she had provided care to her mother and husband. The EAT held that weighing what Ms Rooney could do against what she could not do, however, was contrary to the approach just outlined by Stephen in the Ahmed case. Uh, The EAT also concluded that the tribunal was wrong to find that Ms Rooney's menopausal symptoms did not have more than a trivial or minor effect on her day-to-day activities. And the judgment recorded the fact that Ms Rooney had symptoms including hot flushes, sweating, palpitations, anxiety, night sweats, sleep disturbance, fatigue, poor concentration, urinary problems and headaches. Yep, and it was also noted um, in the tribunal that her symptoms led to her forgetting to attend meetings, events and appointments, losing her personal effects, um, forgetting to use the handbrake on her car, yikes, and forgetting to lock the car, leaving the key cooker and the iron on, and leaving the house without locking the doors, windows, spending long periods in bed due to fatigue and exhaustion, experiencing dizziness, incontinence and joint pain. So again, a whole tapestry of medical impacts there. Totally. Really quite severe, aren't they? Totally. So finally, the appeal tribunal noted that the employment judge had appeared to place great weight in the fact that the medical evidence did not entirely support her impact statement. So that would be the statement that Miss Rooney herself gave regarding how she was affected by her menopausal symptoms. The tribunal had failed to take into account the evidence that Miss Rooney had given to the tribunal directly and their effect on her day-to-day activities and the fact that she had stated that the statement had been played without her instructions. Okay, so poor Miss Rooney. Judge said, nope, dismiss the case. Then the EAT said, actually... Um, let's remove the case back to a newly substituted tribunal panel um, and therefore the appeal was successful. So, what's your headline be for this case then, do you think, Jack and Steve? What do you think about the headline? Well, I have been a listener to this season, so <laughs> I've had seven, eight episodes to to just uh, absorb, you, absorb what you, what you two guys do. Headlines, too. good, bad well, and different. I think they've, they've been, <laughs> they've spread across the spectrum, in my <laughs> view. Some have been exceptional. My, my ones. <clears throat> Some have been not so exceptional. My ones. <laughs> not looking at anyone. Yeah, you're looking at me. <laughs> so headline for this case, do you think? What do you think, Stephen? Well, what about this one? Men who don't pause lose employment tribunal claims. Oh, wow, wow, wee wow. That's good. 
I like that. Can you be that, Did Jack? You know, the four managers were all males. <laughs> I've, I've got it, Stephen. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. Well done, Stephen. Stephen wins. Okay, what headline was used in the papers then, Jack, in this case? The papers went with this. <laughs> Social worker wins appeal to have discrimination claims against council reconsidered. Fine. Great. Fine, Stephen's headline, I mean, doesn't it, really? I think he might win for the whole season. <laughs> I'm not just bigging him up because he's come all the way from Glasgow for this, but... <laughs> I think it's up there. Well done, Stephen. Well Thank done. you. Thank you. Um, so in this case, EAT noted it was difficult to see how a tribunal could have considered um, that the effects that the employee's symptoms had on related activities were minor or trivial. The EAT also noted that her employer, the Occupational Health, appeared to be similarly unaware of her symptoms. And the upshot of this case is that the EAT have remitted the case back to a different employment tribunal to reconsider all of the issues afresh. So Ms Rooney won her appeal, but this was not a finding that her menopausal symptoms were a disability. That is for the rehearing to decide. Interesting. So this has been something which the government have been looking at and the Women and Equalities Committee published a report on 28th July of this year, which is entitled Menopause and the Workplace. And whilst that report was not supportive of mandatory menopause policies, or including menopause as a distinct protected characteristic in the Equality Act, the report did emphasise that there is a much that employers should do to help employees, noting the risk of discrimination claims and reputational damage if they don't. Solutions included practical adjustments, additional flexibility, and fostering greater respect and understanding of the menopause. And as Stephen said, the report also considered it's unsatisfactory for employees to have to rely on discrimination provisions and instead the committee suggested that to be specific legislation amending the Equality Act, which is interesting. Yeah, and also what I also took from that report is that in 2020 there were 16 cases that cited the menopause. In 2021 there were 23 cases citing the menopause and of those 23, 16 included claims for disability discrimination, 14 included unfair dismissal and 10 Claims for discrimination. Gosh, hot topic, isn't it, just now? Yes, indeed. Do you want some more numbers? I mean, lawyers, we don't really do numbers, we do words. Do you want, do you want Give us more? a number, Stephen. Give us the numbers. In addition, mentions of the word menopause have increased by 75% in tribunal documents. Wow, that is very enlightening, Stephen. Well done. Thank you. My wife would be proud. She's a maths teacher. She okay. deals with numbers. Well done, okay. well done. So that concludes this episode, episode nine of season eight. Then the season, Jack, is it? Well, it could be, Simon, but it's within our gift to, um, since we've got to nine, I don't like stopping on an uneven number <laughs> such as nine, um, which is not good for my OCD. So I wonder mm-hmm. whether I could just, uh, just kicking the idea out there of whether we go for 50. 10. Oh, no, 10. Not for, calm no, down, 50. calm down, Simon. 10. 10. Okay, we'll try it next week, shall we, for the final, final episode. So, let's go for our three takeaway tips. Yes. So, tip one, it's important that employers recognise symptoms which employees may suffer as a result of the menopause. A practical step might be to create a menopause policy within the workplace. I'll give you a second tip. Managers Mm -hmm. should be made aware of the symptoms which are related to the menopause. These symptoms can include hot flushes, bloating and weight change. And they should also be warned that employees can lodge claims for discrimination and or unfair treatment. Good. And tip three from you, Stephen? Yeah, there are two good ones. So the third tip. In looking at recent case law, we've seen quite a lot of claims going through the tribunal system against employers who force women going through the menopause to wear uncomfortable uniforms. 
A recent claim involved an employee who was reprimanded for undoing her top button, despite having told her employer that she was suffering from hot flushes. Women can bring menopause-related claims under the Equality Act, citing particular characteristics, not only disability, but also, think importantly, mm-hmm. sex and or age. Mm. And one of the blogs that we did recently oh, yes. is maybe relevant on this mm-hmm. because uh, it was actually a blog I wrote. It's on our website, 3rd of August. We'll put it in the show notes, will <laughs> okay, we? Show yeah, notes, Simon? Okay, show notes, yep, yep, yep. And that was a case of <laughs> Mailer v. the MFG's Academy's Trust. And that was interesting because it related to a female employee who had gone back to work after having a baby. She was looking for facilities and space so that she could express breast milk to feed her baby. And Mm -hmm. when the trust refused, she brought a claim of harassment and that Mm -hmm. succeeded. But in effect, in that judgment, the tribunal were really saying the harassment extended to not providing these facilities. And therefore, is this us moving into a territory where there are greater scope for tribunals Mm -hmm. to order employers to make reasonable adjustments outside the ambit of disability. And I think that that's certainly something that might become more common uh, as more and more tribunals deal with cases regarding the menopause. I don't know what you guys think. I'm nodding, but I agree totally. Well done, Stephen. Yep, I agree. I remember reading that case and effectively it's a a reasonable adjustments claim for a non-disability related characteristic through the back door. Dressed up in a harassment cloak. Mm. There we go. I like it. (laughs) Okay, so Stephen wins the headline of the season. But you've still got another episode now. Are you just having another episode to try and (laughs) and take the prize? Maybe, maybe, maybe. (laughs) So that is podcast. Please subscribe to our Employment Learning Pocket podcast, your normal podcast host. Indeed, I think. Did we get another favourable review this week, Simon, since the last episode? Don't think so. Oh well. <laughs> I don't think please, so. Please give us a review next week so we've got something to talk about. <laughs> Good. Okay, that's done. Yes. Thanks for coming to Dundee, Stephen. Nice to see you. It was good. The it's sun's good. shining, you'll see. It, it wasn't uh, earlier on today, but now, uh, it has come back. Yep. Dundee is always sunny, as you keep telling me. <laughs> good. Cheers and cheerio. Bye, everyone. Cheers, guys. Thanks for listening.